Hello everyone, welcome to PlayStation Unchained, the home of reviews, and go check out PSU. Man, I totally botched that intro up. Go check out PSU for all the reviews, guys, and all that good stuff. Uh, PlayStation Universe. Joining me, as always, is Gary. Hey, Gary. Hello, Mr. Botchman. How are you? <laughs> I'm not bad, thank you. Words are hard today. Words are what, always what? hard. The English language sucks, man. <laughs> Uh, so what have you been up to this week? I've been up to a lot. Um, got to fly out to L.A. to play some Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, thank you, EA and Respawn, for that opportunity. Um, got to head down to Disneyland, enjoy Disneyland for the first time ever. Fun place, if you guys never I been. Never been. We'll never afford to. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's 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 definitely it's on such a different level compared to other amusement and theme parks, and like like the quality that Disney puts into it is is just on another level. Like their technology and the architecture they have there, it's just the the use of holograms that they have, the holograms and I guess TVs, as some people said, that they just have a TV there. It doesn't look like it. That's a shiny-ass clean TV, because you can't see that it's a TV. But, like, they're just on another level when it comes to theme parks, so so good on them. Obviously, I haven't been to, like, Universal Studios or Universal Orlando. I haven't been to those, so I don't really know how they are. But definitely the most high-end place I've been when it comes to theme parks. Um, how was the food? That was the, food that's was the most important thing. In in Disneyland, yeah, that's important. Uh, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> um, surprisingly, the prices were the same as you would find like at a fast food place. Like I think it was like eight dollars for like the delicious burger and fries and a drink. So I was expecting like oh fifteen dollars for this. Oh, that was a bit too much for me. Um, but no, the food was good. They have multiple restaurants. It's not just like grab food and go eat like they they actually have like go in sit down a waiter will come take your order so they have places like that too so it's nice yes food was good nice um do, do you want can you talk about anything about the uh, star wars game before we move on uh yeah i can if if you guys want me to uh my preview should be up by the time this podcast goes up so i can talk about what i talked about in the preview um but yeah no um picks up with uh cal uh following the end of fallen order i believe it takes place a few years i believe after the end of fallen order uh with cal uh and bd1 crash landing on a planet called koba koba yeah i believe it's koba which is like essentially kind of like the Grand Canyon, if if I was to compare it to anything, um, big canyon like uh, planet. Uh, yeah, and you can run around, explore how you want. Uh, the it's kind of laid out like um, you can say God of War Ragnarok, where it's got like these big open areas as well as your linear path areas as well. So it's not a full open world game, thankfully, but it's like semi open world if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you run around uh, platforming, uh, do wall runs. You have you have a cool grappling hook you can use. Um, you get to keep all your abilities that you acquired at the end of the first game, which is really nice. Um, Cal feels more like a Jedi now. He's more confident. He's a real badass now. Uh, the animations are hugely improved in combat and. It, it's so smooth when you watch it. It reminded me of the Arkham games, of how smooth the animations are, from his transitions from dodging to parrying attacks to doing uh, execution moves. Um, very well done. Um, but like, if you guys have questions, go ahead and throw them out, and and I'll answer what I can. No questions. Uh, so, how, how is the what is the combat like? Because I never played the first one, and I know they've got a new swap system, haven't they? You can swap weapons, right? Yeah. So, um, 
it, it's kind of the same for the most part. Um, where a lot of people said that it's like a, uh, an easier version of a Souls game. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, it, it is a challenging game if if you play on like a normal setting. For like for a normal setting, the game can be challenging. Um, but yeah, you, you essentially have your attack, your dodge, and your parry, right? Your parry is if an enemy is about to attack you, you press the button, you parry the attack and go on a counterattack. Um, so it, it has those same principles, right? But like what they've added, like I, I've mentioned, the animation, like in the first game, parrying was kind of unforgiving. You had to be right like, like the timing had to be perfect. There's a lot more leeway with the parrying this time. Um, you see the attacks that enemies are doing coming uh, a little better. So, so there's a lot of uh, giveaway of what they're about to do. Um, so that's always nice. Um, but yeah, you can switch between. So Cal has five different stances now in total. Uh, we only got to play with three of them. Uh, which is your normal one-handed lightsaber, uh, dual-wielding, so two lightsabers in each hand, and um, double-sided lightsaber, uh, which is like the Darth Maul-style uh, lightsaber. So those are the three we got to play. The other two uh, is the, the one-handed lightsaber with the blaster pistol. We got to see them show that off, and that looks really cool. It's like you're playing John Wick. <laughs> um, there, there is some really cool parry moves where he like the dude attacks him and he just like puts the gun behind his back and like shoots him in the face as he's coming at him. Uh, so he can do a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, the other uh, style that we got to see um, was I guess you can compare it to like his lightsaber uh, is like really long, the beam is, and it acts like essentially a giant broadsword. Where he holds the lightsaber with two swords and he has like the slow swings, but they're like super powerful. Um, and so that's the other one. I wish we got to play with those two, but they kind of didn't allow us to. Uh, it wasn't in the demo. But the other three are really cool. They now kind of have. Um, how can I put this? Each stance plays to a certain play style. So, like, your one handed is like the balanced. One where it's like it's good offense, good defense. The dual wield is essentially DPS. It's super fast attacks, really quick damage. Um, but you don't really have a lot of room for defense. Um, you get staggered a lot quicker if if you block an attack. Um, your dodging isn't as fluid as any of the other stances. While the double-sided lightsaber is like your AOE, essentially, like it's it's good for crowd control. It's good for hitting multiple enemies at once, and it's I think, in my opinion, the most flashiest uh, from what I saw. You get some pretty cool moves with that one. Um, yeah, you can. And you change these stances during battle, or is like like you can uh, you can okay. you can only change uh, you can only set two though. So you can switch between two different stances at the same time. So you can be doing an attack with, you know, your one-handed lightsaber, hit the left D-pad, and the other beam will come out from the double-sided, and he'll automatically, from doing an attack with the one-handed lightsaber, go into a mid-animation of do of using the the double-sided one, and it looks really cool. And you can combine moves that way. So I don't want to say it's like. Oh, you can do and combine a bunch of shit like Devil May Cry, but you can do a bunch of stuff and combine stuff like Devil May Cry. You just don't have a counter there that tells you how good you're doing. Um, so that's really cool. And of course, you can combine that with you know your force push, your pull. Um, you have mind control. You can control mind control creatures in the environment to come help you in combat. You can control an enemy to attack another enemy. Um, one of the other cool things of combat, they added dismemberment to it now. Um, it's not going to be M-rated. You're not going to see blood and guts flying everywhere. But it's dismemberment, how it would be in a Star Wars movie, where like the lightsaber cauterizes a wound right away, right? 
Um, so, like, the human enemies, like the stormtroopers, you can cut off their legs, their hands, their arms. Um, the droids, you can cut them in half, vertically, horizontally. A lot of the creatures, the monsters that you encounter, dismember them, decapitate them. Uh, so you can do a lot of that stuff. It, it feels more like you're really using the lightsaber compared to what you had in the first game. But it's just really cool to be able to pull off cool combos. Like you can force pull an enemy, right? Uh, throw your lightsaber at another one. Uh, as the lightsaber gets stuck in them, use your force push to to throw the one that you're holding with your force pull into a group of enemies. Run at them as your lightsaber is coming back to you. Grab it mid run and do like a sliding attack where Cal will slide and like spin the lightsaber in a circle as he's rising up to hit multiple enemies. Those kind of combinations are really cool to do. Um, and you can obviously make up whatever ones you want with whatever moves you have available to you. So combat is fun. It can be challenging. Like I said, uh, enemies can be tricky. Like you think like, oh, I parried an attack and my enemy stumbled. I can go in with a counterattack. What's cool is some enemies, as they stumble, they'll react to what you're doing next. And if you try to go for a counterattack, they will parry your attack and then hit you back. Um, and it looks really cool because like they're stumbling, and as you try to attack them, they'll like pull out, you know, like a, a, one of the. I fought a raider, and I parried his attack, and as I went for a counterattack, as he was on the ground. He lifted up his staff saber thing, uh, blocked my attack, and essentially jumped over me and kicked me in the back of the head <laughs> and set me going forward. It was very smooth. It was really quick. Every fight feels like a fight you'd see in a movie of Star Wars when Jedi are fighting and stuff. Um, great stuff like that. Enemies die pretty quickly, though. Um, like stormtroopers will go down pretty quick because you're fighting a lightsaber using a lightsaber. Um, but obviously there's a lot of different types of enemies. There's like a shield dude who'll block your attacks pretty easily. Uh, one some of the guys like if you saw the in Fallen Order, they'll have like weapons specifically designed to to combat lightsabers too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those dudes are there. The droids are are the funnest enemies to fight. I feel. Um, because, you know, you fight your stupid droids from, like, the prequel movies. Those are there, the ones that say, like, two words. Um, the, the dumb ones, essentially. They go down pretty quickly, but some of the other harder ones, like, there's, like, a crazy Reaper one. He, like, jumps on the walls, like, a ninja droid, and his arm is, like, a chain sword. So, like, it moves around like a chain, and it's got, like, a blade on it. Those guys are pretty fun to fight. Um. But yeah, no, combat is very good. Very good. Besides, besides Cal's abilities and obviously combat, did you notice any major improvements from Fallen Orders to Survivor? Like what? Like, give me some examples of issues you had from Fallen Order that oh, you like, wanted to I had, I, I had issues with BP, like when you're directing him to... Like, you know, you know how BP uses, like, I think it was the scanner to open certain doors. Like, sometimes he wouldn't, like, follow my input, like, when I'm pressing the button, and then he just constantly circles around over and over and over. And, like, I had to quit the game to go back in. I, don't, I guess that was a bug, but that I, I had a lot of problems with BP. BD1, you mean? Uh, the robot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, for, from what I know, I didn't have any problems like that, but... Uh, in this one, he's kind of just on your character the whole time. And then when you get to an area where he can do something, he'll jump off your back and run to that area by himself. Um, giving you an indication, oh, there's something for him to scan there. There might be a secret door there. And then when you see him go, you come up to him and like an icon of his head will appear and you just press down on the D-pad and he'll start scanning wherever he's at. Um, okay. So it's not like something you have to aim to to really get going. But I didn't have a problem with it. Um, 
What about um, upgrades? Would you happen to see the tree? Because on the tree, the tree of fall order was kind of like mid in terms of, I don't know, it was just a lot, it was just clutter for me, like all over the place. Not like how they improved uh, Horizon's tree, which was a lot better because they are, um, what's it called? Zero Dawn was just like fall order, like it was just clutter and they kind of improved it in Forbidden West. It was a lot better, so. You, were you happen to see the tree? The uh, I, I tree? did. Uh, I can't talk in detail about it. Um, but what I can say is um, each stance uh, has its own upgrade tree. Um, mm, okay. And your force has an upgrade tree. As oh, well as cool. a couple other ones that I can't talk about. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's real nice, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like just one thing and you get to choose. Like you can pick which stance you want to upgrade and mm -hmm. which abilities you're looking for. Okay. All right, that's good. Okay. Yeah, but but like a Souls game, I can tell you um it has the meditation circles, right? Where you go, you meditate, uh you rest mm -hmm. to get your uh stem yeah, canisters which, which is oh. the health things yeah that bd1 yeah. gives you mm. um once you rest the enemies all return uh like they did in the first yeah. game i believe first, as well yeah i hated that yo yeah the, the the problem with this one that i that i found is there's a lot of times where you'll find like factions fighting against each other like on the planet you'll encounter stormtroopers fighting raiders right and like once mm -hmm. that battles, and you can interfere in the battle if you want to. Eventually, they'll all turn on you. On you. So even if yeah. you help the raiders, the raiders after all the stormtroopers are dead, they'll come after you, um, and vice versa. But like, you'll see this battle happening, and you'll take everybody out, and then when you go rest and come back, like that same battle sequence plays out again, which I didn't like. It it really took you out of the immersion of of the battles going on on the planet. Um, to to see this conflict happening again, so um, the map is heavily improved. Uh, it, it's a lot easier to tell um, verticality now, so you can oh, really tell God. what's that first map <laughs> in Fallen Order was just confusing. I I remember there was times where I'm going through the map and like I get so confused that I end up right back in the beginning. I was like, where's this shit taking me? Oh god, thank god. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a lot easier to tell what's on a higher level and a lower level. Uh the map does a great job of showing you what's locked. Uh like it'll literally have a big red door in the way there. Um so you know you can't access that. It'll display um side quests on the map it'll display main quests it'll show you exactly where your objective is like if you make a side quest your primary objective it'll show you exactly where you need to go which is really nice to complete that side quest it, it, then the map is heavily improved <laughs> oh thank god thank god yeah and you can <sighs> use bd1 as a telescope now as well or uh not a telescope uh Binoculars, essentially. And like in God of War, um, or not God of War, even Horizon, you can mark, like if you find something interesting, it marks it on the map. So you can go there, like you'll know exactly where it's at, so that's pretty cool. Um, cool. Okay, that's nice, yeah. That's mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. uh, any other questions? Um... Uh... No, no, no. If I, I haven't played the yeah. first one, so that's what limits me. Yeah, I don't yeah, got I, anything else. Yeah, you yeah, you I, answered mostly the main one, yeah. The upgrade and the combat. That was the main thing. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could talk about story. <laughs> they, they've really limited us when it came to the story because we saw a lot of really cool shit um, and where the story's going. Um those who know star wars are going to be really happy i'll say that <laughs> and, and and i'm not talking about just movies like the entirety of the star wars war and mythos 
um, will be really happy with some of the secrets. All right, I know. This game I know revealed. you can't. I know you can't say anything about story. I know, but I'm, I'm still going to ask. Let me just see if you can answer it. Does it still play? Because you said it takes place a few years after the first one. Does it? Does it still take place between three and four of the movie, or they moved past the movie and went to a different movie? Saga, you know, title, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't know. Okay. <laughs> because you got, we, I got to play three hours of the game. And I felt like I only played 10 minutes of it. Like, that's how big this one is. Like, the planet is huge. And I'm so excited to to visit other planets because they've already said we'll visit multiple planets. Um, and if they're anything like this size, you're going to be lost for hours upon hours in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about the side quests because I don't remember side quests being in Fallen Order. If I and if it was, I think they were very short. Uh, I will say side quests are kind of important in this game. I can't tell you why, <laughs> which is really stupid that I can't tell you why, but I would recommend doing them. Uh, some of them have cool little story ones. I, one of them I can't tell you. Um, I was asked to find uh, some prospectors uh, living on this planet that they went missing in a mine. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go and see what the fuck is going on. It's important to go because you get a lot of good EXP. In, in these side quests, but you also get yeah. uh, you find treasure chests. Treasure chests are they they don't add anything gameplay wise to the game outside of every treasure chest is a cosmetic piece where you can change you know Cal's outfits, you can change his hairstyle, you can change his beard style, you can change uh, BD One's look if you wanted to, uh, change mm-hmm. the lightsaber change the beam color and there's a shit ton of cosmetics in the game that's what the treasure chest oh. is for can can um, you still customize the lightsabers yes oh all three pieces of the lightsaber <laughs> good <laughs> however good, you good, want good. and the, the beam colors obviously you can the, the the cool ones that they know people want i wasn't able to use um <laughs> like i can't have a red one for i can't have a black one <laughs> But the most of the colors you know are probably you know blue, green, yeah, purple. blue, blue, green, yeah, yeah, they're there. But like I went into the cave, uh, it's kind of this like little mystery of what's going on in this cave, and eventually you get to to the conclusion of it, and you fight a rancor. Um, if you don't know what a rancor is, it's like one of the most deadliest fucking beasts in the Star Wars universe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says, "I the... didn't know that Gary was a Jedi name," and then the then ends. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, that fight was really hard. Uh, the Rancor has like three moves that insta-kill you. Um, not by your health. They're just grab moves. Like, he picks you up and then he just swallows you and you die. You can't get out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you fight that and then when you finish it, you go talk to the person who gave you the quest and it leads to something you can they can do for you that I can't talk about. And it's like this whole ecosystem in the game where it has a lot of cool stuff you can do in on this planet, in the town that you're in, that they won't let me talk about, unfortunately. But I do recommend doing the side quest when the final game comes out because it could lead to something much bigger <laughs> at the end of it. Um what was another thing I wanted to mention really quick? Ah. The Rancor, the fight. Ah, I lost it. Damn it. Yeah, I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> you know where we can find it? In your preview. Coming up. Yes. Already out. <laughs> Should be already out because the podcast comes out later. Yes, yeah, the podcast won't come out to Wednesday. So go so coming up in the past. The <laughs> yes, so definitely look forward to it. Jedi Survivor releases April twenty eighth. 
next month. A little, uh, not this next month. month. This month. Yeah, we're already in April. We are yeah, a few this, days. Day one for yeah. me. Day one. It, it really is. I can easily tell you it's probably the best Star Wars game out there since Knights of the Old Republic. Which is um, getting remade Fa as well, right? Yeah, Fallen Order was great. This yeah. is... The, the, this is like the Arkham City to Arkham Asylum, if that makes sense. If you if you saw yeah. how big that change was, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how many improvements they made, so yeah, looking forward to it. I'm excited. Hey, I don't think I'll pick up day one because there's other games I want to pick up. But yeah, I'm well, excited. you should definitely pick up Fallen Order. That game's been on sale multiple times for like ten dollars. I think I own it on <laughs> PC. Oh, but I just haven't played it. Yeah, wasn't so far, man. I think I think you'll time. enjoy it. Yeah. Did we get on PS Plus for free? I feel like I we got remember. it on Plus one one time ago, or maybe sometime last year or the year before. But yeah, you're right. It's always on sale. Yeah. And I, I think it, yeah, I think it was it was on January. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it was in yeah. January PS Plus game. There you go. Now you have it on your console too. Uh, if, if I if even you, picked up, remember I kind of remember January is the month where I couldn't use a controller. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, actually, just just play on the easiest difficulty setting. Just play it for the story. Seriously. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't. Uh, Fallen Order was hard. It is a hard game, even on normal. Oh yeah. Yes, it was. That oh, guy. <laughs> I used to hate those battles. Uh, it felt you to know, me, or it felt like God of War. You know how God of War, the, the enemies, not the big bosses, the enemies actually kill you. Yeah, you was going through that with, with Cal in Fallen Order, and I don't want to repeat that in Survivor. Yeah, I, like I said, I played on normal on Survivor. Yes, I died a few times, mostly against the Rancor. Uh, yeah, I go ahead. I, I go ahead. Nice. Nice. But yeah, like I said, the it's a lot more forgiving when it comes to parrying enemy attacks and being able to see when their attacks are coming compared to the first game. Okay, I am now downloading it. Uh -huh. There you go. Yes. Yes. Download yes. Q. Yes. Waiting yes. to yes. start download. Um, I'm doing it on my <laughs> phone, so that way I didn't have to turn on the PlayStation. Um, hopefully I got enough storage. That's the main issue. That's always the main issue. It is unfortunate. Um, talk about storage, though. Eh? Um, I guess we can move on from Star Wars, I guess, to another Disney thing, kind of. The the Marvel's Avengers. As we know, uh, the game is being delisted soon, which sucks. Um, but there's there is an update that has now made every skin free. Well, pretty much every skin free. And you'll be able to play uh, some of the content that was online only offline. So, got to give them credit for doing this. Um, so, yeah. Gary, thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, it's always sad to see a game shut down. Um, it's also sad when you see it coming. Um, it's nice that they made everything for free. Uh, it, it's also kind of I know people who bought stuff are probably upset that they're making it all free now. Um, but it was always free. You just had to earn it, right? Um, yeah, you just had to earn take it. Time, yeah, take time to earn stuff. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's nice that, that it's free now. Um, all the characters, you can play a lot of the content by yourself. You don't want to play with other people. Um, yeah, but it's it's essentially the final update, right? The final update release. Um, yeah, it's the final. They won't update. be getting any new content, but at least they're not shutting down the servers yet. At least um, that's till, that's in September. No, no, the servers it's getting delisted in September, but you'll still be able to play. That's good. Yeah, so you'll still be able to play the game. Um, it's unfortunate because even though when games like this go down, you see like this increased player base and increased yeah. number of players. Mm -hmm. 
hasn't happened for Avengers, unfortunately. <laughs> because it's um, not it. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Uh, well, just to add, yeah. um, I, 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 me personally, I'm disappointed because of me being a huge Marvel fan. I, I never got to finish the story because it, it didn't hit for me, and um, I really wanted to give it a chance. I went back to it multiple times trying to finish it, but like each time I played it, it's like, yeah, I couldn't get into it. So, yeah, it's sad, like you said, Gary, like Gary said, it's sad to see games get delisted and can't buy it anymore, but it's good that they give you all the, the cosmetics and all that stuff, all the upgrades, uh, DLC they gave up for free. It's good that the server's still up so people could play it anytime until, you know, whenever EA decides to, you know, shut it down. Um, but, uh, yeah. It, it, you also, sad, if you... If you had... <laughs> if you had the game before April 1st, uh, and you have unlocked a trophy or an achievement before April 1st, you also get a special founder's gift. Uh, the Iron Man Variable Threat Response Battle Suit. This outfit is exclusive to founders. Too. Well, that's nice. Look at them rewarding people. Just stuck with their yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. Yeah, it is. It is. But... For me, it always came down to characters, and they gave yeah. me no character that I wanted to play with at all. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I've been playing with those characters in like every fucking Marvel game. Yeah. And the MCU yeah. began. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess we should talk about the greatest game of the year. Uh, who, which won Best Game Award at 2023 BAFTAs. Well, yeah. Vampire Survivors won Best Game <laughs> of, at the BAFTA Awards. It deserved it. And they've got new DLC on the way, so make sure you check that out. Um, but no, God of War did come in, though, with six wins. Um, and Christopher Judge took best performance again. Uh, I, I've i heard that he only just finished his speech. Nope, nope, he's still going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ragnarok did win the Public Void Game of the Year award. I'm happy that Vampire Survivor is still getting some love. I'm excited to see what happens to that game. Uh, so, yeah. Alfonso. Uh, Shui Yoshida won the Fellowship Award, the BAFTA's highest honor. Carry on. I I never played Vampires of Fire, so I I can't really say much about it. But, you know, congrats to success, I guess. Like like I said, I can't really say much about it because I never played it. So. How is it anyway? Because I know y'all, I know y'all played it, right? I played it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a nice, simple game you can play when you want to turn your brain off. So there's, there's oh, so only no thinking the... in the game. Well, there's thinking because you got to survive, but there's, there's it's it's basically run around and kill things and survive as long as you can. Uh, the thinking is stuff like there's weapon drops that randomly happen. And some of those weapons can evolve if you get different weapons of the same. So if you get two, if you get two different weapons, those can then turn into a different weapon that does more damage. So there's some planning of thought, but it's a, it's it's a very mindless game if you just want to play something while you're doing something else. Yeah, uh, Alfonso, when you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and you get that ad for that game where like the dude is in the center, it's like an isometric camera, and he's being attacked by like, hordes of enemies. And uh-huh. he's just trying to survive, and like it's like a big circle around him. That's what mm-hmm. that's what Vampire Survivor is. Uh, okay, yeah, then much. I don't need to play it. <laughs> 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 I've played so many games like that before. <laughs> the the difference is though, this version they, of it makes it any different from other versions like it before. No, not really. The difference is that this is only like what three dollars. For the full game. Okay. Which is so, not bad. That's, that's, yeah, like, not and bad. then the DLC is like a dollar, I think. So like, I think it's $2 for the DLC. 
So, you know, yeah, it's not like you, they're good, asking yeah. a lot of money. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. And I think you just like, can't play it on PlayStation because it's not yeah, on sucks. PlayStation. Uh, I think there's 30 characters now that you can play. All have all different abilities and stuff like that. Uh, you go unlock them and stuff. So, you know, there's there's all different weapons, characters. I I, I recommend it. It's a fun game. Just bring okay. it to PlayStation, please, so I can buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with PlayStation exclusive characters like Nathan Drake, Kratos, and. I mean, the Xbox uh, version has only exclusive and, and characters, so. It doesn't? No, I don't think it does. PlayStation and Adam, when Ratchet and Sly Cooper and all the characters you don't want to make games of. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> New Cypher Filter character in Vampire Survivors. <laughs> 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 Good times. Yeah, no, uh, uh, good for them. Um, yeah. You say he deserves it. I believe you, Ben. Um, BAFTA is is a pretty big award. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, congratulations to Shuya Yoshida on his honor. Uh, he definitely deserves it. He's done a lot for PlayStation. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he's over there right now. Looking to bring Vampire Survivor to PlayStation since he's in charge uh, of Indies now. I should I should contact him. <laughs> do it. Like, where are my fucking Vampire Survivor? Yeah. And then he he'd be like, my... Ask Microsoft. They pay for exclusivity, but they don't want to say that because only he... we are the bad ones to do that. He is on my PSN friend list. There you go. <laughs> so. Uh... Which, by the way, I've had to stop accepting people because I'm almost maxed. I think I'm getting, I'm getting close. <laughs> Why are friend lists so it. simple? So, so limited. Like, Fantasy 14, I have two characters on Fantasy 14. Both of them are capped on friends. Can, can we get bigger friends lists in video games, please? 200 is, 400 is not enough. Because 200 is Oh my character. god, man. 800 friends? <laughs> You play oh, with no, the same no. four the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This isn't Twitter, man. <laughs> no, no, PSN, I have more than that. I think I have 2,000, right? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Insanity. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember how you tell when I don't want to load up my PlayStation because it, it, it take, yeah, I, I can't be bothered. But can we get more friends on Final Fantasy fourteen? Talk about Final Fantasy fourteen quickly. Yeah, remember it's maintenance um, in the past. Uh, there's twenty four hour maintenance on, on Monday, where they update the upgrade the North American servers to get ready for seven point coming up in a year or so, because they're completely redoing the graphics engine. So, I'm oh. excited. Yeah, the new graphics. Uh, Unreal five. Who knows? They've, they've been talking Is about it for a while. They've like been busy. Last of Us too? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I can't wait for people to react to some characters looking better than others. Um, <laughs> because what they're doing is they're planning to upgrade the main cast of characters, like the Scions and stuff like that. And of course, the story stuff in 7.0 will have the upgrade. Um, but then they're eventually going to go back and update the older characters over time. It makes sense, right? You know, do the new characters first and the main characters and then go back and do the old characters. Um, <laughs> but some of the characters in city-states, like Older, Gradania, Limsa, um, especially some of the 2.0 characters, uh, are actually made from the player models instead of actually custom-made. They just They just use the player creation tool to make the characters. Which means you'll walk around the city and some of the characters will be the new graphics and some of them won't be. <laughs> you might get a cutscene where one random person has the new HD graphics and then the person next to it will look as it does now. So, I'm excited. Um, 
What I'm not excited for, though, um, which is sad because I was kind of excited, but now I'm not, is Crash Team Rumble. Um, they've announced... Well, this is what well, I'm not excited. I'm not excited because of the release date. But, yeah, they've released... They announced that there'll be no uh, unlockable characters linked to the Battle Pass, which is nice. Um, my issue is... It's coming out in June. You don't want to release it in June. You're releasing it to die. They'll be like, oh, no, nobody wants Crash anymore. Because you're releasing it in June. This is the wrong time to release this game. Um, Alfonso. <laughs> Sorry. Gary, then. No, no, go ahead, Alfonso. I guess they don't want to make money. That's it. Like this, yeah. I think there's like three, four games coming out of June. Obviously, Final Fantasy 16 being the biggest one. Like, there, there's no way this game is gonna out surpass those other three or four, especially Final Fantasy. Like, everyone's looking forward to 16. That's gonna be the most talked about game in that month. This, this, uh, I, I don't know. They, they could have just pushed it to July, or August, because. As I think of it, there's nothing coming out in those months. But, yeah, uh, I guess they wanted to fail. Yeah, I guess. Gary? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, June, you have 16. You also have Diablo 4 in June, which has garnered yeah. a whole new positive outlook for it. Um, a lot more people are interested in that game now than they were before, thanks to the beta. Um. Yeah. So that's going to hurt it. <laughs> and you have Street Fighter 6. Uh, Street Fighter 6, yep. Uh, um, Aliens. Aliens Dark Descent. Um, clearly everyone's favorite game also. We love Katamari Reroll. It's also coming out in June. Well, people love Katamari, man. Can't but not yet. That, anyway, <laughs> carry on. Diablo. No, um, I, don't, I don't think it's release date is its problem. I think... Is the type of game that it is is his problem. Uh, I say this not trying to attack the devs or anything, but bigger and better games have come out that are live service games, party games like that, and are no longer available after a year. <laughs> um, same thing. Uh, same thing is going to happen here. Uh, it's going to be a live service game that's going to die because there's so many of them and people don't have time for all of them. So they pick and choose the two, maybe three that they constantly play. This is not going to be one of them. Unfortunately, it can be the greatest one there is. It won't succeed. That's what his problem is. Um, I don't know what else I can add to it. People, I think people are more wanting. They, they seem to be going back, and what people like, what people want now more is, I guess, old school games of franchises. We had Crash Four, and it did it for people. It was the hardest fucking platform I ever played in my life, but people <laughs> liked it. <laughs> they just want Crash Five. Let's be honest. They don't want a party game, a battle royal party game. You know, they just want Crash 5. Add co-op to it. Make it like fucking it takes two if you want. But that's what people want. And they've shown that. Suicide Squad has shown that. People don't want what Suicide Squad is offering. They want their fucking fun single player experience. Or a co-op experience that doesn't have battle passes. It doesn't have unlockable characters, costumes. It doesn't have any of that. How is Rumble? Is it Rumbleverse? Is that what it's called? Um, no, it's just Rumble. Yeah, Rumble okay. Rumbleverse. Yeah. I don't know. How is it going to succeed as a live service game without the features of a live service game? Or a multiplayer game. Fazzle Battle Pass was the progression. What's no, it says point? it has a Battle Pass, I think. Okay. But what what does it unlock? If it's not new characters, if it's not cosmetic stuff, what is it for? What does it give you? Uh, it has a 100 tier Battle Pass. 
I, I don't know what it does. <laughs> uh, okay, explains its battle pass. Let's have a look. Let's see if Game Fat Reactor. It, yeah, it gives you extra cosmetics. Okay, cool. So that, they're gonna put a Diablo shirt on on the Bandicoot and be like, "Hey, look at this! Who the fuck is gonna run around with that?" Uh, st standard edition comes with the season pass one. Deluxe edition comes with season pass one and two. Each season lasts three months. Um. Each, 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 each season will include ferocious challenges, new modes, new maps, new purple characters, new powers, and a brand new 100 tier battle pass. Uh, skins, emotes, cosmetic attachments, banana, <laughs> banners, bananas, uh, victory music, and more, all which can be earned through the completing the challenges. Um, so yeah, you'll get you'll get that. Um, I give, so I give the game a year. I mean, I'll give it two season passes. Yeah, and and that's just because it has the crash name. Once people play it and yeah. see what this is, they're gonna go into it. They're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this character? Who the fuck is that character?" They're not gonna know like ninety percent of the characters they introduce into this game. Yeah, I I don't see this lasting very long, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's. Simply because of where the direction of these types of games are going. If those of these types of games were still popular, it would succeed. But the fact that we're getting like three or four of these types of games being canceled completely, servers being disconnected, you have to bring something super fucking incredible and special. I mean, I know it's to, not being disconnected completely. Well, it kind of is. But talking about that, look at multiverses. That was random. Yeah, we're closing the servers down now until next year. <laughs> we're, we're, we're leaving the beta that we didn't say we're in, even though we clearly left the beta. So that we're gonna, we'll, we'll be back next year. We promise. We pinky promise. Yeah. I'm happy for Crash fans. They're getting more Crash, but I'm pretty sure this is not what they wanted out of Crash. This is what Activision wanted out of Crash. <laughs> also, did they have to call it Crash Team Rumble? You know why that's bad? Why is because that? that's CTR. And we already have that with Crash Team Racing, which is a superior game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that wasn't even an original game. That was just a remake. Well, no, that yeah, true, true. Well, talking about oh, yeah. games that are original and everyone's excited for, but not really original. Diablo Four. The beta was the largest in its franchise history. With I've got all the specs here, um, all the stats. Six point sixty-one million hours played. And I wonder how many other people played for more. Um, that was by, by, by me, probably. Uh, total player deaths of 46 million. Uh, players butchered uh, 1.7 million. Players deaths by the world boss, 10 million. Uh, 2.6 million people reached level 20 in the beta. Uh, 29 billion monsters were killed. Uh, 575 people, 576,000 butcher kills. 107,000 um, um, world boss kills um, and nearly one solo kill. And the biggest shocker of all, I know this is going to shock everyone, but the most played casters were Sorcerer and Necromancer. So, you know, <laughs> I am sure everyone is completely shocked by this completely original announcement that Necromancer was played by everyone because it was the best job in the game. Um... A complete shock. Um, Alfonso, did you try Diablo 4 at all? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to try, so I, I can't really say anything about this. So, so Gary, all you, sorry. 
Well, I didn't get a chance to play the open beta because I was really busy with other stuff. But I played the 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 first beta they had. Uh, I did play as a sorcerer, and I, you know the sorcerer necromancer thing. It, it's it's essentially a giveaway. Uh, Diablo has never really done melee classes very good. Um, they're passable, but even then, you know I think barbarian technically, if you really look at it, is the only real melee class. Because from what I've heard, the the rogue class is better with the bow and arrow than the twin blades. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you're pretty I mean, much. I the druid is with... melee as well, right? But yeah, but you magic melee. To help you fight. <laughs> so no, no, there's some kind of no, there's it. some builds where you become the animal yourself. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, never mind. Never so mind, you, never you mind. become a werebear or a werewolf. So no, okay. you, you turn historic. into those to attack. Uh, but, but historically, the melee classes have, haven't always been popular in Diablo. Um, Necromancer is a giveaway. Uh, I've said it forever that it's the best class it always will be unless they, they seriously nerf it to the point where it's just unplayable. People are always going to go with the Necromancer because it's so easy. You know how easy it is, Ben. <laughs> You've proven how easy the Necromancer. You can say they'll they'll nerf it. They haven't nerfed Necromancer since Diablo 2. <laughs> it's always been the most OP class. They need to nerf uh, some of the legendaries. The job itself doesn't need a nerf, but the legendary in the beta needed a nerf. We'll see if they do it. Um, they have plenty of time to nerf it, I guess. Um... Just don't I know mean, if it's I'll, I'll enjoy if it isn't. We'll but... fucking kill you for it. <laughs> people lose their shit if you nerf stuff, man. You know how it is. Like, um, no, but a lot of people agreed this was a little bit. Like, it it, it had two abilities in one. <laughs> so. That's my class. That's my class. You had yeah, blood. These like, numbers. But, sorry. Carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, the, these numbers are very impressive. For open beta, like I said, it's it's definitely turned people's heads more on the positive side for this game, especially when they heard it's going to be kind of always online. Other players are just going to be in the world. It's kind of like an MMO to some degree now, but they've done it pretty well. I feel like, and as I've said, I've only had a few issues in the beta, uh, but nothing to the point where you'd expect a beta to be. Like, a, when you're playing a beta, you're expecting to find a lot of problems. I found very few this time. Uh, or in this one, at least. So, and it's just fun. It's just a fun hack and slash, man. I need more dungeon crawlers like this. More. Okay. Now, the biggest news, I think, of the week... And, depending on your view, the saddest, um, E3 2023 has officially been cancelled. It's been right on the wall after all the companies kept saying that it were dropping out. First, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo dropped out, which is get, was most of E3. You might as well have said it basically then. Then Ubisoft, then Tencent, and then Sega. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think Devolver Digital also said they weren't going. Um, which means that once Devolver Digital is gone, my interest for E3 has gone as well. As a gamer, I am sad to hear E3 has gone. As media, I'm happy that E3 has gone. Alfonso. It, it was coming. It, like we, we mentioned this numerous times ever since COVID and you know the shutdown of certain events. And obviously things got better, people start coming back, but E3 never rebound, no, never rebounded. And it doesn't make sense. We already know that Nintendo no no Nintendo wasn't first, wasn't it? Well Nintendo never really was there because they always had a thing, but you know, Sony started and then Microsoft followed and these companies can just do it themselves. They don't have to share this the, the floor. Everyone could just focus on their presentation at home, the comfort of the home without worrying about, obviously, during COVID, worry about 
talking Nintendo and was first, by the way. Okay, so Nintendo was first, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just makes sense. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, yes, for media, obviously you want the... That, that was the thing for media. Like, I have to be there first to get the scoop on this game, that game, that game, where people could just watch the presentation at home and do it at their own pace. You don't have to, that was that was the thing with E3, that you had to rush to get to this point, well, point A, probably don't have enough time to get to point B because, you know, you had appointments, you had time slots, sometimes you miss one appointment to get to another appointment. There's a lot of confusion for media. Us as consumers, we didn't have to do it with that. We just have to wait for it to premiere on TV and watch it. Now everything is becoming digital, which makes it a lot easier. It's not, you know, some are time, some are not. If you miss it, you can always go back and watch the recaps, which happens a lot more often. And that's the way how things are happening. We're moving forward to physical media and moving more to digital media. We were seeing it with games, as in a lot of people not buying physical no more. They're buying digital. We're seeing it with movies. Not a lot of people going to movies. They're doing it on streaming sites. So eventually this is going to happen. I, I haven't watched E3. For, I, I didn't start E3 when I, you know, first got into the I didn't start watching E3 right away. That's probably started late 2000s. And there were some funny ones. There were some ones that were memorable. But in the end, you're going to see games regardless, no matter where you watch it. So, yeah, it's sad, but it had its time and it's time to move on. Plus, you had Summer Games, which is basically the same thing. Just, I don't, do it. Do Summer Games do the same thing? They don't do media stuff too, right? I don't remember. They don't do media coverage. Oh, they do. I know they have people fly over to cover it. Oh, well, then, yeah, it's the same thing. So you, you still have that Jeff Keighley's thing. So The only difference is spread yeah. over a lot longer than just a short, like, five yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Gary. Yeah, um it's kind of sad. Um I think E3 would have still been great for smaller companies, indies, um not the big 3 essentially. Um I think it still would have gone over well with um Sega, Capcom, Konami, um Bethesda, even EA, I think would have would have had a good time with it. Um, but it's sad to see it happen. Uh, Sega and Tencent were the last straw until it got canceled. Um, you still may have been able to pull off a show with like Focus Entertainment and some of the other bigger names out there, like Take Two, if they had games. Um, I believe the reason the ESA gave is that. Those who committed to E3 uh, said they won't have playable builds of their games for people to play. Uh, that's why they pulled out. Um, but I think the bigger problem comes in now where they had an interview with Game Industry Biz where they essentially kind of took the gloves off and they... A, blame Jeff Keenley for it, not directly, but essentially accused them of poaching studios because right as Sega said they're not going to be at E3, literally that same day, they announced that they're attending Summer Games Fest. <laughs> I will say <laughs> Jeff Keighley, of... I have nothing, no issue with the, Jeff Keighley poaching people, but it was very disgusting for him to promote Summer Games Fest with his same tweet that talked about E3 being cancelled. Like, just yeah. leave, let, 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 let it rest. Shut up, Jeff Keighley. We know you've got an event. We're going to watch it. <laughs> just let, just give some time to in respect to this biggest gaming event that has existed for decades now. Give it some yeah. honour and respect. Then talk about your event. But please just give it a, at least a day. Not the same tweet yeah and and not just that they they also went on to essentially kind of 
throw everyone under the bus, I guess you can say, uh, and essentially say that E3 was a platform for them to show off their games, and then they all abandoned when they needed them. E3 was there for them, but when E3 needs them, they abandoned them. And they're obviously referring to Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, EA, Ubisoft, pretty much everybody who had a press conference and everybody who had their games playable there. In a way, I don't blame them because I would probably feel the same way, you know. Um, but as we know, a lot of these companies have said that it just costs too much money to to do E3 for them. Uh, they have to build playable demos of games that they just don't have time to build because it costs a lot of money to build a demo a lot of resources a lot of manpower um so it's sad because e3 is something i always wanted to attend at least once um unfortunately i may never be able to do that anymore say this is potentially the last e3 uh that we even hear about um they did a digital one in 2022 and it wasn't very popular for people. It aired pretty much around the same time as the Summer Games Fest. Um, so companies had to pick and choose who they wanted to show their game off for. And unfortunately, Jeff Kinui's platform was bigger than E3's, so they chose him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what E3 does, what, what, the, what the parent company does going forward. If they're really going to try to bring out the big guns next year and I guess fork over money. I don't know what else they can do, but really try to fork over enough money for these companies to come in and show off their games at their platform rather than Summer Games Fest, which is obviously a lot easier because it's all digital to a degree. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But I also can see their point of view and why they're really upset about this. Because you would imagine they had a, a somewhat of a guarantee, right, from like Sega and Tencent that they'll be there. And then, bam, all of a sudden they cancel and announce they're going to your rival instead. <laughs> kind of messed up. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think that's pretty much all the articles I had up. Um, anything else anyone wants to talk about before we start wrapping things up? Yeah, I got nothing, oh. Gary. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. I just remember the Metacritic game exists. I forgot it for a second there. Um, I don't think the games have reviews yet. I think I picked games that aren't out yet because I'm dumb. Uh, yep. Oh, uh, no. Yep, yes. It has one. One of them has one. Uh, Meet Your Maker will be our game for next week. We'll, we're going to leave it there. Um, MLB the show. One second, I'd like to. Okay. MLB the show 2023. Gary, you gave it 72. Alfonso, you gave it 80. I gave it a 90 because I was really excited about Major League Baseball. Isn't that it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes! Ah! Oh, yes! I, you know, I want to give myself a point for getting it right, but I won't. Um, anyway, it got 79, which means Alfonso got a point. Woohoo! Congratulations, Alfonso. You're halfway to catching up to Gary. I, I told you to watch baseball. <laughs> The scores are now five, six, five for me. Mike was six, Alfonso was seven, and Gary with fifteen. Uh, 
So Meet Your Maker has already scored. Um, let's see if there's anything else we can add. Until then, Gary, any shout outs and how can they find you? Yeah, shout out to you guys as always. Thanks for having me on. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, shout out to all the cool people I met at the Jedi Survivor event. All the new friends I made. Always nice to make more industry friends. It um, is. You can reach me. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G A G L A U S H. Alfonso, shout out something. Kel, can you find you? Uh, shout out to you guys, like always. Thank you for having me on. Shout out to all the listeners. Continue to read the articles on PSU.com. Check out Gary's preview of uh, Survivor. He got me interested in this game, and I want to play even more. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AliChan7. Uh, thank you. Uh, shout out to everyone who listens. Thank you all. Um, uh, you can find me MD underscore Chili. Um, and I want to test something for this podcast. Uh, normally you guys would hear it in the podcast listening to, but I'm going to see if I can get it working here. So until next week, stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. So no Metacritic, huh? That that did that not go through. What? Okay, one second. Um, how does this? One second. Um. Test, testing something at the end of this. I'm going to have to edit some of this, I guess. What uh, happened? Okay. Attempt number two. If this works. Nope. Damn it. Okay. Anyway, bye. I'm so confused with what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs>